Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the thunder? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast. We're previewing the 2023 Charles Schwab Challenge at a Colonial Country Club. A lot of course history and event history there, so we'll get to that in a minute. We're going to recap some PGA Championship as well. You can find me on Twitter at BDentric, the podcast at Always Press DFS, and my co-host is always on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, my friend? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Doing well. Another uh, weekend in the books. Uh, busy weekend. Sound like you had a busy weekend as well, so it was good, but... Uh, PGA Championship thoughts? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I you know, I guess in hindsight, obviously, should have seen it kind of coming with Brooks uh, after the good performance at the Masters. Um, but it's just so hard to judge not watching guys week in and week out. Um, I was wrong about Scotty. Obviously, it didn't matter about his putter. Uh, you know, he finished second, and then yeah, Vic Hovland. I mean, dude's he might. Might be this year's like the 2015 Ricky, where he top tens everything and major wise. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I was saying before we started, I didn't get to watch much of it. I did watch a lot Saturday morning and Sunday morning, um, and the conditions were just fucking brutal on Saturday morning. Man, I did not envy those guys at all being out there in that uh, shit. The weather on Saturday was nuts, and uh, I can't remember. Oh, it was uh, Aaron Fleener's a great Twitter follower. He's the the uh, caddy for JT Poston, mm. and uh, he said, because like the first tee and the 14th tee shared a tee box. And so he said, like, there is like, I think JT and Max played that day together or something. And they were walking to the first tee, and it was uh, some other group, like uh, Raman Speak or someone coming through. And they, they, Aaron started laughing and joking with the caddies that he knew. And he says, funny thing is, when we got to 14, we felt the same way the other guys <laughs> did. And we're like, this is, this is miserable. This is absolutely yeah. miserable, cold and wet. And it was, uh, it was, it was almost like, the afternoon guys actually had it better because it was less rain. If that made sense, right. like there was there was moments of like good weather and like they had their jackets off and they were playing golf. Like Brooks talks about it went through like four seasons out there. It was cold and wet, then it was just wet, then it was hot and sweaty, and it was just all over the board. Um, yeah. So that made it interesting. It was just it's it's a good golf course and re, like a lot of the players thought it, like like Lowry and those guys were like, talking it up just because it ate your lunch if you played bad, but if you played well, you had chances. So um, that's why it's weird. Like you see Rombo shoots like six over or something, speeds through the moon. Uh, some big dogs don't even make the cut. Then you have on the flip side, like you said, Scotty and, um, you know, Brooks doing their thing at the same time, Vic's there and Bryson. And uh, you got a PGA club pro competing for stuff. And did you happen to see the replay of his hole in one? I did. Yeah, that was pretty fucking awesome. Dunked yeah. it. And that basically yeah. got him into next year. That was pretty <laughs> wild stuff. Like, it's uh that that I, I kept seeing his name on the leaderboard like on Thursday on the app. And I'm like, OK, whatever. Like, he'll be gone soon. He never right. left. He never left. Yeah. Like every time he'd have like three bogeys, he'd have three birdies. It was it was fun to watch. Like there was a point where I'm like, can you show like some emotion besides like, holy crap, like once just be like show a little cockiness or something. But um, I don't know. Like it was I guess he was in a weird moment. I, I can't I, I'll never be there. But uh, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of felt like he overplayed that aspect like i, I know what you're i know exactly what you're saying yeah because like the same thing he'd make every putty to me. make every putt would be like oh 
look what I did. Like, holy shit, yeah. I made a putt. It's like, you <laughs> making putts for four days, dude. Like, <laughs> to mention, you're still a professional golfer. Yeah. It's not like, you know, I mean, I know he was like 35th, 100th in the world or whatever. He hadn't made, I was looking back today because he's in the, he's, we'll talk about him this week. He's in the tournament this week. They got him at $6,900. Yeah, stupid. It's yeah. insane. And that's coming off of, uh, you know, he's made one out of three cuts he's played. And the one cut was this week. I mean, I mean, I get it. It was, it's a cool story. You know, it's obviously you, you never, we, when's the last time I don't ever remember as far as I, as long as I've been following golf, a pro, you know, that, that high, that like just a regular teaching pro club, pro, whatever being that high up the leaderboard. Um, I don't remember it at all. That's why when I we think it was like the sh- first time since like 83 or something. That, yeah. Like we talked about on the show last week, like you can cross 20 guys off the list. Like, yeah. Right just the cross, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And so it's, yeah, cool story. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. I feel like some of it was a little bit over, yeah. overdone. I mean, yeah, like I people are calling for him to be getting exemption into all four mm-hmm. majors and shit like that. Yeah. Like get out of the way. Come on. Well, the thing is, is like, there's an AM every year at the most every year at the masters that, mm-hmm. you know, kind of pops a little bit like that. They usually kind of fall off on Sunday. Uh, Cause they're most of the time they're younger. Mm-hmm. And you know more susceptible probably to the the mental uh, aspect of the game, but either way, I mean, like nobody's calling for nobody was calling for Bryson DeChambeau to you know yeah. when he made the cut at the Masters to to get an exemption. <laughs> I feel you. That, that's kind of what I was relating it to because yeah, there's always in the Masters. It seems like there's like that one AM that makes a good run, kind of falls off. U.S. Open, that, we see it too usually. Oh yeah, you know? that's true. It's a good point. And it's Bo Hosler a couple years ago, you know. It's the same thing. Like, okay, congratulations, not earning your PGA card type thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> cool, cool story, bro. Um, but and this, this sounds bad. Like we're piling on block, which we're not. Like it was an awesome story. It was fun to watch. Yeah. It was freaking awesome to watch. Like I'm looking forward to seeing what he does this week. But it's like you said, it's, people especially that hole in one. That hole in one. I mean, was nuts. Like he dunked it. It was that, that crowd reaction. You just it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah. Rory's and the cool part was the way Rory like enjoyed his time with them. Uh, Rosie on Saturday, there, you could see it a lot. Rosie was like high fiving him and talking to him all the time. Like the pro pros don't have to do that. They could be like, right. this guy's like in my way. It's like a pro end <laughs> to them and freaking like get out of the way, dude. But right. he was proving he belonged and it was cool to see. And I'm looking forward. Like I'm, I'm rooting for him. I want him to do well. But like this week's an invitational. He took one of the 120 spots of a potential guy. Right. Um, it's interesting. He's, he's already in the next year's PGA. If he would have finished, got invited like, to the Canadian Open as well. Yeah, he got invited to the RBC Canadian. Mm-hmm. Um, like he said, he missed people. I bet you don't know. He missed the cut at the Amex and the farmers this year. Yeah. And he played the farmers last year and missed the cut. Um, so he's had chances before. And so it, again, it sounds bad that we're like dunking on him, but it was, uh, it was awesome to see the $6,900 part. Like I even tweeted it out. I'm like, come on, this ain't right. Like he, like he said, he was 3,500th in the world or whatever. He moved up to top 500. Right. It's still not sixty nine hundred dollars. Let's be real about uh, it. He should be sixty two hundred. I mean, the only yeah. thing I can think is like his odds. I'm sure his odds are really ridiculous on DraftKings because because well, people will pay for it. They're going right. to be like all hyped up on it, and that's what they go off of most mostly. And, and you know, I mean, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I didn't plan on coming to dunk on, but I'm, you kind of feel this. You felt the same way I did. I think I after, did. Right? We talked about it. Yeah. it like, and I haven't I was, expressed it much. I don't know yeah. if you watched uh, or if you listened to No Laying Up, but they they were kind of the same way we are like, come on, man. Like, I think I've, I've heard that from a few people. Like uh, I listened to part of my takes. They had Brooks on, they had Brooks on on Tuesday. And then they, he said, if he wanted to have him on, so he came on, they were drinking beers out of the, the clock, like having all his boys. And, um, 
like he talked about like congratulating Block because I don't know if you saw like you probably, probably didn't when uh, Block congratulated Brooks when he came off the uh, the 18th green and Brooks whispers but he didn't whisper because you could hear on the mic drinks are on you buddy because <laughs> he got the hole in one <laughs> it was pretty funny but the dude won 200k probably hasn't done that in a long time yeah almost uh, 300k yeah I mean it was a, obviously an epic week um, like I said, I'm rooting for him like prove us wrong I'd be awesome prove us wrong right but it's like you've you failed multiple times on some of the easiest stages. Like I'm not holding my breath here, especially like I was thinking about this actually probably Saturday when I was watching it or maybe Sunday, I think it was Saturday. When you see some of the best of the best can't make the cut, they're shooting 12 over par, all this stuff. Like how do we, we're not going to walk away and go, these guys suck now. So why should right. we say block all of a sudden is great now? Right. That's kind of where I, I was like at on this one. Yeah. I mean, I saw, I saw a tweet that, uh, you know, like just listen to all these people that he beat like, you know, Rom and he beat Rom by six. Okay. Well, I mean, it's golf. Literally, he could go get, beat Rom any day of the week, but nine times out of 10, Rom's going to beat him. How right? much did Rom beat him by at the Amex on the Farmers? Right. Sure. You know, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just, I mean, it's just overreaction, you yeah. know, typical Twitter bullshit. So, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens this week. But yeah, I'm congrats curious. to Brooks. Yeah, Brooks. <laughs> Brooks actually won the tournament. We, and yeah, we talk about Michael Block. I think Brooks likes it that way, though. Like, they'll talk about me. We're good. This is great. I mean, but. that's fine. What do you think about – Um, I mean, what do you think about his thoughts now about leaving the tour? I mean, do you think he's still fine, or do you think he's probably pissed off? Have you heard well, he's anything? Pissed, he's pissed off. He's kind of, like, hinted around about it already because even, like, between the Netflix doc and, like, there's other little stories that have come out, rumors, and who knows how many of them are true. But um, he's a smart guy, so I'm guaranteeing some of them are true. They got leaked on purpose. Um he did it because he didn't think he could play again. I I can't blame him in that regard. You're giving me a hundred million dollars. I don't think I can ever play golf again. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to pass the money up there. Um, but you know, I mean, he, you had to think, you know, I mean, he's just he, like, I know it's, you get to a low, sometimes you get low point golf, but yeah. he, he's been injured. He was injured. So it's just bizarre to me that he yeah, took that I, route still. I, I think we're like three to four years away from some kind of, we're going to work together on this thing because I don't know. Like they're they're going to be stubborn about it for a long time. I'm not going to play dumb with that, but every time we have a major now, we see how great this golf is. There's got to be a way to get it more than four times a year, and and eventually we're not going to get it four times a year because all these guys won't qualify anymore. Yeah, well, Brooks will probably. <laughs> well, Brooks will like some of these dudes like Bryson will. Bryson's already allowed into the Masters now. Plus, like Cam will the DJ. The big dogs will. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, wouldn't you have liked to have seen? I know probably not, but just you know Taylor Gooch, Matthew Wolf. Like get, I'd like to see these guys out there, like these young guys that were close to being something good. Yeah, isn't wasn't Gooch playing? Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe he did. He missed the cut. He shot that over. Like Matt Wolf, like because uh, Michael Kim called him out on freaking Twitter. <laughs> Mike Kim has become an entertaining follow. Like that boy for a couple top tens, all of a sudden got a Twitter presence. Yeah, <laughs> he's he literally tweeted out like on Saturday afternoon. I wonder what Mike Wolf think. Uh, Michael Wolf's thinking about right now. Do you think he made the right decision as he sits at home and watches this? <laughs> I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh it was it was mm-hmm. good it was good but uh yeah i don't know i, I love seeing brooks win i think people listen to the show enough know my thoughts on brooks like i'm a big brooks fan and um it was cool to see him actually get kind of emotional about it like he uh fifth uh majors only 20th to ever do so like all the and he talked deep about it like later on in other interviews about when like he looked up at his caddy after the putt went in and realized like this dude was by me when i didn't think i could play golf like all, like this whole list of things because like you said you get a low point in golf or anything you do 
you think you yeah. can't do it again right. to go on the biggest of stages and almost win the masters and then come and win this it's like it's pretty cool pretty yep. cool deal so yeah we probably talked about this enough but it was fun i love majors and i love majors that aren't just complete shit shows so that was fun it was a shit show but not a complete shit show right so now the golf course was was good and fair i feel like yeah. that the rough that rough was gnarly though especially once it got wet i mean good lord oh, it reminded me of it reminded me of harding park and gave me flashbacks like no <laughs> it was no fairway and you used the thickest of rough and you were basically just screwed and yeah. uh i guess i keep saying the last thing but i don't know if you saw it uh gino benelli the caddy for Dahman. Uh, yeah he got, he what got did he shoot play. today he shot 85 on the Denver. um he shot great he shot 40 on the back uh, but he, I was reading this play-by-play of it, and it's freaking great, dude. It's just, dude, and it goes to show out. you, he's like almost a scratch. He's like a plus point seven or something. Yeah, it was a plus point one, I think. Yeah, yeah point one. And so he's gonna scratch, and he shot an eighty-five, and he said it was just torture. He's just absolute torture. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it goes to show you these guys that did play well. Like it's freaking pretty, pretty freaking wild. All right, let's get to the Charles Schwab because before you know, we have an elevated event next week. We have another major in like four, three or four weeks. Like we're going to be just – Mayo laid out the schedule on his latest show. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Some <laughs> of these guys aren't going to take a day off for a while. It's going to get gnarly. Yeah. Um, so Charles Schwab, which is an invitation, like I said, 120-ish golfers, uh, T65 uh, and ties make the cut. So what do you have some past event history for us? Yeah, um, it used to be called Colonial, right? Yeah, it's just Charles Schwab it. Challenge at the Colonial Country Club is what they're yeah. calling this. Remember when it was called Dean and DeLuca? Oh, yeah. This one has had like seven names, hasn't it? It's been all over the board. And didn't yeah. it used to be closer to the fall than in the middle of the year? For some reason, I was thinking that. Maybe I'm wrong. Could be wrong. I don't know. I just remember whenever I was writing for you, whenever I, I, I wrote about Dean, Dean and DeLuca. DeLuca you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, I don't even know. I don't even know what Dean and DeLuca is right now. No, I think about it. I couldn't either. And I wrote about it in, in five, <laughs> six years ago. It's going to make an injury um, firm. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I've been played at this golf course for a long, long time. Um, last year's winner was Sam Burns, 900 in a playoff over Scotty Scheffler. Uh, 2021 was Jason Kokrak, 14 under, two shots over Jordan Spieth. 2020 was Daniel Berger. Speaking of which, man, where's fucking Daniel Berger at? Yeah, he's going to be on that Anthony Kim train pretty soon. 15 under playoff over Colin Morikawa. Uh, 2019, Kevin Na, 13 under, four shots over uh, Tony Finau. Justin Rose, 20 under in 2018, three shots over Brooks. Kevin Kisner's past champion. Jordan Spieth has won this in the past. Chris Kirk. Adam Scott. I mean, there's a lot of big names that have won this yeah. tournament and a lot of big names who show up. You know, if you look at like second places, Scotty, Jordan, Colin, Tony, Brooks, all guys, you know, in the last four years by first name. Yep. So it says a lot. It's a it's a it's a great course uh, just based on the the names Jesse mentioned and the scores alone. If you hit the right shots, you're going to score. Otherwise, it's a challenge. It's it's a tree line fairways. It's an it's an approach golf course. Um, it's not long. It's a par 70 just around 7,200 yards. Um, like I said, very tree-lined. Uh, you need to – like it's less than driver on most holes because I believe it's nine of the uh, 12 – or uh, yeah, 12 par fours are uh, about 430 or less, give or take. So they're not long by any means. Uh, the greens are rather small, but if you're you know hitting them well, you got a wedge shot. Most approach shots come from like 125 to 150. You get some even shorter, uh, depending on how you play that one out. It's – it's it's a really good golf course that, uh, as I heard, I was like stands the test of time, um, because it it makes sense when you can't just bombs away type thing, and uh, it brings all golfers into the field. 
which is a lot of fun. Uh, like if Kisner can win a golf course, the same golf course that um, some of the bombers you mentioned can win it, that says a lot right there. That's all yeah. you need to know about this situation. And um, I, I think it's gonna be a fun one again. You mentioned like the cream usually rises to the top here, but you know, um, what the heck you mentioned his name in 2019. Kevin Kevin Naw won, and, and he's good, don't get me wrong, but like to have Kevin Naw with those other names you mentioned right. says a lot to has won this event. So um, I'm not going to get too deep into the woods on this course. It's literally um, a lot of, you know, driving accuracy. You need to be hitting out of the fairway. Otherwise, you will be in the trees, like I said. Uh, serious approach game. And uh, like so greens and regulation will be very, very important. Um, and bogey avoidance because, it, you, you know, Rosie won at 20, but more often than not, it's like the 12 to 14 range. So it's kind of like, you know, be three or four under each day and you'll have a chance. So just just don't screw it up is what it comes down to, and, and you'll be good. So it's, it's a fun fun course. What's your thoughts on the stuff there? Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head there. It's a lot of accuracy and par 70, so, you know, you do really need to get those par fives every day, as many as you possibly can. Yeah, those are very important. That's a great call as well. All right, let's talk DK here since we already kind of hinted at the $6,900 player, but let's start at the top on this one. And this is what's really crazy is, like you said, it's not it's not an elevated event, but it's got the big dogs. We have five guys over 10K, which I know, Jesse, we've been doing this for a long time. And with this new elevated schedule, these non-elevated events, we have like two usually. Like yeah. it's, it's like bad. So you yeah. got Scotty. And one thing is it's in Texas, so you're going to get a lot of those boys showing up. That's why I like Scotty and like Burns and Spieth and company. They all show up, but... 10K and above, you got Scheffler at 11.5, Tony Fina at 10.7. You mentioned him has some good history here. Big Vic Hovland at 10.6, Morikawa at 10.4, and Max Homa at 10.1. So we know Scotty Scheffler is the best player. Who else do you like in this range? <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously hard not to not to play uh, Scotty. Um, Tony has really good course history. He hasn't missed a cut here since 2015, finished fourth here last year, second in 19, a couple other top 20s or 25 sprinkled in between. You know, the, the the last weekend wasn't great as far as, um, you know, for him. He didn't shoot under par any day, but he did make the cut, finished almost last of the guys who did make the cut. Uh, Wells Fargo was okay, but, you know, the last time he kind of was in this type of field, this is a better field than Mexico, but he did beat John Rahm um, pretty much head-to-head there in Mexico. So the, he's still playing really good golf, and with the course history, I think he's – Definitely playable. I feel like Victor is going to win soon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, he keeps basically grinding out these top fives, top tens. And, uh, you know, I, it's just hard not – it would be hard for me not to play Victor Hovland this week. So, Tony and, and Victor are the two that I like, not named Scotty Scheffler. I think Morikow is okay. Max, I don't know where his game's at, man. It's weird. Yeah. That's my concern. Like, we are obviously a pro max podcast. If max is like low nine, they're like, okay, I, I could, I can play 10 one. A is going to come in. No one's going to roster him. So that's a, like, if you want to go that angle, sure. But yeah, I, I don't know if I want to go cute right at the 10 K range. When you got these studs that you feel more often than not are going to play pretty damn well. Um, and it's funny with Scotty. That's why I made the jokes. We do it every week now, but literally I loaded my model. He's first, and he's first in like seven of the nine categories I have on here. It's disgusting. Like how well, he's playing golf. I mean, right all now. he does is finish inside the top ten. No, yeah, no, I, I'm not disagreeing with <laughs> him. I'm just crazy. like I just look, I just look at it, and you know, I've had fantasy national probably three years or so. I've never seen it like this this often. <laughs> he's like talking about locked in him and Ron just like ones and twos all over the board. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Scotty is by far the great play if you can get there. I think you can actually in this field is with it being an invitational and six to sixes will be more likely to come by. 
more unless like massive chop bombs happen. So you could pull it off. I think Finau's interesting. Vic's the one I'm with you. I'm curious his ownership after last week's finish, to be honest. He's second in my model. Like, he rates out beautifully. His around the green game is the only thing that rates out poorly on here. And he actually was really good in that nasty around the green game uh, last weekend. But um, so I'm with you with Scotty, Tony, and, and Vic as well. Just because I'll also say about Morikawa, and we've agreed on this pretty much every time, if it comes to ball striking, which is a, is a ball striking event, he's one of the best out there. But right. man, his short game is horrific right now. It is disastrous right now. That could change at the moment's notice, obviously, and he's played well here. But I'm with you and Scotty, Tony, and Vic. It's probably Scotty, uh, Vic, and Tony in that order. It sounds kind of like what you had as well. Yep. 9K range. Now it gets fun. You got Spieth at 99, Burns, the defending champion at 97, Sungjae, who just pooped himself last week at 95, Rosie at 93, Fleets 92, a, def- a former champion, Kirk at 91, and then Siwoo at 9,000. So what do you like in this range? I'm surprised Jordan Spieth is playing. I mean, I'm surprised he's, I'm surprised he's only 99. Yeah, I mean, the course history is awesome, but the the injury is what I'm I'm worried about. And then coming off a, a really brutal week where he did play all four days, like I could see if he missed the cut of the PGA, definitely play this week, and I would like him quite a bit more. But you know, injured, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to say. You know, from that angle. Now, with that being said, nobody, everybody knows that he's been injured because they fucking showed his wrist a thousand times on TV. So, um, you know, he should be hypothetically speaking lower owned. The course history is just phenomenal. Three straight top ten or four straight top tens here, um, and that's uh, four seven. So six out of seven. He's finished inside the top ten. So six out of seven last year. You know, six. Out of the seven years past here, he's he's finished in the top ten. Pretty good. I do like Sungjae this week. 9,500. I played him last week. He shot 80 on fucking – I mean, apparently he was – he, he went to like an international event somewhere. Yeah, he went to an event over in in Korea, I believe is where it was. Play, played and won. Like That's one of those events I guess he has to go to type thing. And then like took his you know, plane back and decided to play in a, in a major championship. Yeah. Well, um, bef- I mean, because before the miscut, eighth, seventh, sixteenth, sixth for him. I mean, that's a really good stretch of golf there in the last four four tournaments for for Sungjae. I actually played him last week because after I kind of dug in a little bit, like I really liked him as far as his ball striking. Didn't think that he would shoot eighty on on uh, on Thursday though. Um, course history is mixed: fifteenth miscut, tenth miscut. So a little bit strange there. Rose had a great week last week. Um, He's got really good course history. He did miss the cut here last year, but before that had made every cut since that he played the golf tournament um, that I, as far back as I go, 2009, he hadn't played every single year, but uh, he was six out of his last six before his made cut, missed cut last, last, last year. So Rose is definitely playable. And then Tommy Fleetwood, if you talk about ball strikers, obviously Tommy's up there, made the cut last week, finished 18th, fifth at Wells Fargo, one appearance here last year, finished 35th. Um, so I really do like Tommy Fleetwood this week. Yeah, Spieth's an interesting one at 99. He's fifth in my model. You mentioned the course history. I think this is a lot like the Byron Nelson where he's coming because he's got obligations. He's probably he, got some sponsor shit going on. Yeah, there. it's a Texas thing. He's played it so long. There's, there's obligations for, for Jordan Spieth. Probably. Just right. like the Byron Nelson. The thing is, if it starts to feel wonky at all, he'll bounce, just like we saw at Byron Nelson. He was never going to bounce out of the PGA unless it was bad, bad. So um, I'm with you on that. That's what makes it a very scary play, but at the same time could be an outstanding play um, because the, the course history and the skills. And he actually didn't play bad last weekend, all things considered. Like the score wasn't great, but again, a lot of people's scores weren't great. They're just watching him. He, he didn't play like a guy that's wrist was completely screwed up. Let's put it that way. Right. 
Um, so I'll, I'll take that. Like he played with Rom, and they looked almost like the same players at times, which is saying a lot. Yeah. Uh, so speed, speed at 99 looks just fine to me. I love the subject golf. Like I'm kind of bummed that we're both on him because I'm hoping more people don't have that same mindset. Uh, he was playing great, like you said, before the uh, the Korea trip to the miscut, which, well, yeah, whatever. Like Money's money. You got to do what you got to do. But um, I'm with you. Jumping back on that with Sungjae at 9500 bucks. Um, and then I love Rosie at 93. He's playing great golf right now. We saw it last week. We've seen he's, heck, he won Pebble earlier this year. He's just playing really, really good golf. Uh, T25 at the Heritage, T16 at the Masters, uh, $9,300. I'll take some chances on Rosie. Yeah, and if you want fleets, it's good. The one thing I'll mention, though, is Kirk. Ratings-wise, is not great. Like, he's 59th in my model. He's, his driving accuracy is horrific right now over the last 24 rounds. That's kind of a bummer, but his approach game is like first in 125 to 150, if we're counting on those kind of ranges. That's important. And uh, you mentioned the uh, course history, T15, T69, T60, T11. His, four last, his last four times here. Plus, he's obviously won here. Uh, an approach um, course fits Kirk very, very well. And you'll probably go a little overlooked in this range with like the likes of Spieth and him and Rose and Fleetwood. So Kirk could be a good pivot in here if you guys are choosing to do so. 8K range, Fowler at 89 after his chalk bomb last week. <laughs> Russell Henley, I, I wake up to a text from Jesse that says, holy Fowler chalk. <laughs> That's all I thought. I'm like, oh, I got to check this out. Yeah, like 25, 26, good Lord. Russell Henley at 88. Cam Davis, your boy, played great last week at 86. Um, McCarthy at 87. Hoagie, 85. Minwoo at 84. KH Lee at 83. Harmon, 82. Jaeger, 81. Taylor Moore, 8,000. Who are you liking in the 8K range? Yeah, Ricky, um, that ownership, man, I did not see that coming uh, at all. Obviously, it was just pricing plus the fact that he had missed a cut since the Wyndham in August um, and had four straight top fifth or five, yeah, four straight top 15s coming in. Uh, so it was playing really good golf and then shot 73, 73. So missed it on the number I think the cut was five, right? Five and, and better yep, made it. Five. Yep. Um, he couldn't putt dude. I don't, I don't know. He's got this different putter. Now you remember how, like when he used to putt with that, uh, that blade, how, how just fucking good it looked. Yep. Now he's got this big old long, He's deal. almost got the Scotty deal. I don't like it, um, but whatever. I mean, the, the results were good up until last week. He, he literally could not putt. He uh, was missing everything and could not get up and down. So, But I think going back to him this week is is perfectly fine. He does have uh, not great course history here. 57th last year, miscut, miscut, but those are kind of three not very good years for him in general. When he was playing good golf, he did make the cut here um, at least three out of four times. So. Uh, Henley, ball striker. Um, I liked him last week, and and he he shot seven over for the week. And so, anyways, I'll go back this week at at eighty eight. Denny McCarthy is playable at at eighty seven. Course history on and off. Twenty seventh miscut, sixty sixth miscut. Uh, coming off a twenty ninth place finish at the PGA though. Wells Fargo eighth, twenty fifth at the Heritage. So three straight good tournaments for him. Cam Davis, yeah. I mean, I I wish I'd have played more of him. Um, and obviously that. 65 on on Sunday helped quite a bit, you know, vault him up the leaderboard to finish fourth. Um, but he does have good course history here. You don't really think like Cam Davis on, you know, less than driver tracks or more accuracy shacks, but he actually does do Very pretty well, well at well. places, you know, like that. Um, like the players is not necessarily exactly like that. The Heritage definitely is yep. seventh place there this year. Uh, and I think the Sony Open, yeah, he's had some success there, and that's kind of a, a more tree line type of place as well. So 
I like Cam. And then Brian Harmon got him checked off. The course history is good. Miscut eighth, 23rd, 31st, 14th, 7th, 25th. So had made six consecutive six consecutive cuts at this event before he missed the cut last week or last year, sorry. Uh, and it does have two consecutive miscuts on tour, but they finished seventh at the Heritage. It's on and off with him all year long, but I think that makes him a good GBP play because a lot of people will see that. Yeah, he's been very tilting this year, unlike last year where you can't really know what's going to come from Brian Harmon. Right. But yeah, Fowler will be interesting. I'm curious to see how many people go back. I think he'll still be pretty popular at 8900 bucks. Rates out great, like you said. Henley like at 88. I mean, when you're, again, another approach type player. He's 11th and 125 to 150. He's fourth in good drives, which is very important, obviously. So I like that a lot. Same with Denny. Denny's second in good drives. He's seventh in par fours, four to 450, which is a, a mainstay here. And obviously, he's, if it's, it turns into a putting contest, Denny's a guy you like. So yeah. uh, you like that one. Uh, Cam Davis. Yeah, you mentioned it. Like, I've said it uh, a few times, like uh, Heritage and whatnot. He loves these short courses because when you look at the model, he's 107th in good drives. Um, the thing is, is he doesn't need to hit his driver. So that helps out a ton. And that's why he plays these courses very well, because then he's ninth in proximity, 125 to 150. He's 21st in par fours, four to 450. He can score is what it comes down to. And he's hitting out of the fairway. And that's what he can do when the driver gets put out of the bag. Uh, So I like that Cam Davis called 8,600. Cage lead 83. He plays really well in Texas and uh, he's 15th in the model, ninth good drive, 10th in greens regulation. So he'll give himself plenty of chances to make some birdies. And then Jaeger bombs is interesting. He's ninth in my model. He's second in greens and regs. He's 18th in good Made the cut last week. Yeah, he did. And he's fifth in the proximity I'm looking for. He's 26th in the par fours I'm looking for. He's 12th off the tee, 16th around. Like, he, he's just good enough in a lot of these categories. I'm just like, his putting is 96th in putting. So it's like, can you have That's a average fucking putting? price though, dude. I mean, 8,100 for Jaeger. He's, he's creeping up. That's why he'll come in like at 3% ownership. And uh, it, it's it, it's interesting. Like, like, let's be real. Jaeger versus Harmon. How do you feel about it? Yeah, for sure. So uh, Jaeger versus Taylor Moore, even. Like, I it's, take it, we're, we're getting to that part of the the field where it's just yeah. kind of it's getting a little different. So I'm not saying pile Jaeger into all your lineups, but it's one of those where if it turns into maybe a more of a minus twenty event than a minus twelve event, you want Jaeger on your side. And that wasn't the drink. That's the player. Uh, 79 to 75, Kitayama, Binion, Todd, English, Bez, Grio, JJ Spawn, Smalley, Lucas Ebert, Patrick Rogers, Ryan Fox. I forgot to mention Fox and Minwoo Lee have, after last week now have temporary exemption status with the PGA Tour. But mm. um, yeah, I saw that tweet come out today. But who do you like in this range? Um, Grio uh, at, at 7,700. Course history is good. He's made uh, six out of his last seven cuts here. A couple of top tens in there. Missed the cut last week. Um, shot eight over for the or nine over for the week. Uh, but before that, had three straight uh, top twenty threes, including a couple of top tens in there. So I think he's playable. Uh, Bezenhut, uh, I like him. Missed cut at the PGA Championship, but before that, had made four straight cuts on the PGA Tour. So. Uh, very playable, all inside the top thirty there too. I liked Ryan Fox last week. I like him again this week. Um, he started pretty good. Didn't have a great, uh, you know, final three days, but but held on enough to you know finish. I mean, it's his second straight top thirty in a major, which is pretty fucking solid. Um, so I do like Ryan Fox quite a bit at seventy five hundred. What about your boy Patrick Rogers last week? Uh, I saw him on the coverage. 
And I was yeah, very surprised. Yeah, I wasn't expecting I think it was like Saturday team. morning. I'm like, what the fuck is Patrick Rogers doing here? Well, e- give ESPN credit. They showed more golf shots than most. They were probably bored on did time, you, but he finished 29th. <laughs> did you watch – you probably didn't, but did you watch any of the alt broadcasts? No, no I've heard, I saw clips on Twitter. I'm just like – some of it was looked okay. Some of it I'm like, what are we doing here? Well, I, I watched uh, both Saturday and Sunday morning just the, just the no laying up stuff, just watching them. I mean, like – and they literally didn't even really talk about a fucking golf shot, but – it's a good change of pace, especially for like, you know, Saturday, Sunday morning when you're watching guys who are out of contention already. Right. Right. And they're just (laughs) out there, you know, just, just get, just trying to earn their paycheck. I mean, it's, it's fun to listen to something different other than, Oh yeah. Just a normal golf broadcast. I think I wish they would start doing that for every, you know, they should, they should like literally get Pat. Pat Mayo has said he would do it. Like let him have a separate feed like on YouTube. Ale and Feinberg and yeah, just let them talk Tim DFS Anderson and betting while we watch golf. Like it's the perfect storm. I oh, I think God, the it's, I think the PGA is just too scared to get too close. Like they've embraced it because they're partners with DraftKings and all that stuff. But I think they're too scared to get too close and and realize realize your numbers are growing because people are gambling on your sport. That's right. why it's growing. It's not growing because people are playing more golf. I hate to break well, it to you. Well, they, they are, are playing. There is a lot more people playing golf. There are more playing. COVID was yeah. the best thing to ever happen to golf. But yes. Yeah. People are watching it more because yeah, there you go. That's kind of probably what I was Whoever's actually tuning in, it's because they're gambling on your sport. Yes. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Especially if they're under like fifty, <laughs> it's because they're gambling. Yeah. So uh, yeah, something to, to think about for sure. And you know, the ESPN's figured it out with like you know college football and stuff. It's awesome watching the other feeds. Uh, they even do it with baseball. They have like a a stat cast and former player feed compared to like the Sunday night broadcast. It's freaking awesome. It's yeah. Like, I mean, I, it just makes sense to do it for. For golf, a hundred percent. Because golf is especially in the morning time when there's like you just got shit. Like you know, look how it's good the Manning cast is. How can you not do it with serious. golf? Right, like, bingo. That's simple. But yeah, yep. I'm with you. Be fun. Hopefully they do something. That'd be great. Um, for me in this range, uh, I think Benny on is interesting uh, at seventy nine hundred bucks. He's coming in uh, in decent form is what I'll say for Benny on uh, 14th of the Byron Nelson missed cut at Wells 33rd at the Mexico open. So I think that's, uh, he's got something going at $7,900. Brendan Todd missed a cut at the PGA, but eighth at the Wells Fargo 51st, the heritage. And if you're looking at just like a, an iron approach game, driving accuracy, dude, uh, Brendan Todd is pretty darn solid in that regard. It's like not as good as he was a couple of years ago when he was winning, but still a guy that this course fits him. Well, I love Sebez, one of my favorite guys in this uh, field. He's seventh in my model. Fifth on approach, um, he's, he's, he's like top 20 in all three different ranges of proximity I've, I got marked off. He's 26th in uh, par fours, 20th in good drives. He lines up beautifully for this golf course. I got Grio at 77 as well, playing really good golf. He's uh, great in the approach game as well. That's all I got in this range. Um, those are the dudes I like here. 7K to 74, who do you like in this one? Um, so start with Davis Riley at 7,400. Uh, fourth here last year. Now he has missed four straight cuts and WD from the Texas Open. So I don't know what exactly is going on there, but didn't he um, win the the partner deal? Uh, yeah, I just don't have that. I, don't. <laughs> I know, I know. I, it's not an anyways model. I'm just thinking. I, I think he won that. So he had did he, did they win that? I'm I pretty sure it was Davis Riley. I didn't watch one second of it, so I, I didn't either. Ryan Palmer, we're in Texas, uh, yeah, so we so just play Ryan so. Palmer blindly. Uh, Seventy two hundred. Uh, Two straight made cuts here, made three of the last four, does have a couple of top tens uh, in his career at this golf course, coming off an eighth-place finish, really solid showing at the Byron Nelson. 
Um, when he didn't go, I, I noticed, uh, I don't know if you saw it or not, but uh, uh, Kevin was was tilting um, him. I guess he started off pretty bad on Sunday at the, at the Byron Nelson and ended up coming back playing pretty well. Bramlett at 7,100, um, miscut here uh, in his only appearance, but does have three straight uh, made cuts on tour, including two top 20s. Um, Justin Sue at, at 7,100, he was up toward the top of the leaderboard there uh, after, I think, Friday. And ended up finishing 26 last week, solid. Um, he's playing really good golf. He missed the cut to Byron Nelson, but before that had made a lot of cuts in a row. So I think he's a really solid play at 7,100. And then Vincent Norman at seven thousand, uh, two straight top twenties for the for the dude. Uh, that's Mexico Open, Byron Nelson. Um, so yeah, I mean we're back in Texas. He just top ten in Texas, seven thousand bucks. Okay, he never played here before, but I'm kind of surprised playable. by you. There's a Who guy at seven thousand dollars. Aaron Rye, fuck him, dude. <laughs> I'm not doing it anymore. So, so if you play Aaron this week, he will make the cut. I'm, yeah, I'm just, he's no, top I'm ten in it, folks. Plug it what about in. your boy Samuel Stevens? Did they put him in the? They didn't put him in the freaking pool, man. I was so pissed. I know he finished like t seventy two, so it wouldn't have mattered. But he made the cut though. Yeah, I would have played his ass. He probably would have been like sixty three hundred bucks. Yeah, I kept waiting for the email from DraftKings, <laughs> yeah, like, hey, never came this out. Person, yeah, and apparently we Monday Tuesday. it's okay, but anything after Monday apparently doesn't work in their system. I don't know. Bullshit. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trust me. We talked about it on the show. We're like, bring it on, please. Yeah, make it happen. Did not happen. Um, so yeah, I'm with you on that one. This is the range where I think if you want to eat chalk up top and then kind of like mix and match down here, this is where I don't mind doing it. There's a lot of options that I think have some upside here. Hayden Buckley at 7,300 bucks. He's 19th in my model. He's ninth in the par fours. He's fifth in uh, good drives. Um, he missed the cut here in his only attempt here last year. But he's coming in, in good form. 26th at the PGA, 43rd at Wells Fargo, 5th at the Heritage. So I think Buckley is in play. Svensson at 73, another guy that has a really strong approach game, just kind of does everything just good enough at 1700 bucks to make it happen. You mentioned uh, I, I, I like the Ryan Palmer call, obviously, because it's Texas at 72, but they can't not do that and not say Bo Hostler because it's Texas at 7300 bucks. That's what Bo Hostler does as well. Um, it's just proven – Way more often than not, uh, 21st here last year, miscut in 20, 40th, 64. So three of his last four cuts were made at this event. And uh, recent form for both, 40th last week, 47th at Wells, 10th in Mexico, 31st at Heritage, playing some decent golf too. So Bo Hostler at 73 would be a guy. Uh, in Palmer, uh, Eric Cole played well last week. That was an interesting one at 72. He did. Yeah. Um, Matt Neesmith, who we talked about, played well too. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I saw his name. I was like, fuck. Yeah, he played really well. He's seventy one hundred bucks, so I think he's still too cheap in this field for the guy. Like, if you listen last week, we talked about the form he was coming in with. Like, he was mispriced last week in that field. Obviously, it panned out. It doesn't always pan out that way. But um, I kind of feel same here at seventy one hundred bucks. You can probably get a little bit of advantage here with Matthew Neesmith. Uh, Joseph Bramlin at seventy one is another guy. He's third in uh, greens regulation in this field, twenty eighth overall in my model. So I don't mind him. I do like Sam Stevens. I keep riding that train until it bucks. He's 20th in my model down here at 7,100 bucks. Uh, I like the Vincent Norman call. And then last but not least, like I said, you can mix and match dudes down here. Uh, but I wanted to bring some up is Andrew Putnam. This is a great tournament play. So past history here, 15th, miscut, miscut, third, 20th. So T20 in three or five years, two miscuts. That is a GPP play, GPP play in a nutshell for you. And uh, miscut of the PGA withdrew at the Wells Fargo with the 24th in Mexico, 59th Heritage. So Putnam's a dude I, I think you can uh, have some fun with as well. All right, 
six K range. Michael Block, sixty nine hundred bucks. Who else are you taking? Yeah, I'm not gonna play Michael Block, dude. I mean, he's one twentieth in my model. That's the last player in the field. <laughs> let's look at this real quick. So, PGA <laughs> Championship finishes fifteenth. Every other start he's had since 2020, he missed the cut. And so, looking at his stats at the PGA Championship, he he hit sixty percent of the greens. That's okay. Sixty two percent of the fairways, okay. But his putter and his short game was just on fire. Yep. I mean, just pure fire. I mean, I when you're making that Sunday, many putts, he was like second or something heading to Sunday. Yeah, it's it's uh, not sustainable. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm not playing Michael uh, Block. But you guys uh, all can. That's great. I yeah, yeah. Play it. it. Play him. Hell with it. You know, make him fifteen percent owned at sixty nine hundred bucks. Patea uh, at sixty seven hundred. I mean, you know, he's not going to be Block's not going to be high owned in because of, of Ashgate. Yeah. Well, I mean, he might not be, but I'm just saying he's not going to be high owned in uh, anything that's high dollar. True. Um, you know, I mean, very true. Uh, Batea, Eckroat, Lee Hodges, and Dew are the guys that I would target down in this range. Not a huge fan of the range. Um, you know, Ben Martin may be playable yep. up toward the top. Nate Lashley is another guy who would at 6,900, but. This is a really good field, but it's 120 players and half of them are going to get cut. That 66% is going to be high. You really got to have a winner. So, yep, I mean, you if you can get, do it this way. Yeah, if you can just get one guy down here that can, like, T20 for you, that, that allows you to get, like, two of the big dogs. Yeah. That's what you're looking for. Yeah. Um, I think Ash K could do that. So, I'm with you there at 67. Uh, I like Lashley with you at 69. I like Ben Martin a lot at 68. Ekro, we had a lot of the same guys, of course. I think Hubbard's interesting for tournaments because he is literally an all-or-nothing kind of dude. Um, Dylan Wu's a guy I've talked about a lot because he just continues to make cuts. So he's 6,600 as another option for you. Jimmy Walker's down here, but those numbers have changed tremendously of late. Some of his, like his overall stats. So that's kind of interesting. Um, the only other ones I, I wanted to bring up down here, if you just want a cut maker, like if you don't want a winner, Zach Johnson keeps making cuts. I don't know what's going on. He's 6,200 bucks. And it's a short course. He'll play probably pretty well. But the guy I want to mention He's 6300 bucks, and this is a great tournament play if you're looking for a T20 play, in my opinion, and that is Mr. Um, Carson Young. Never played here, but we've talked about him a few times. They still keep him really cheaply priced. 14th you know, by Byron Nelson, miscut. Missed the cut or top 20. 15th, exactly. That's my point. If you're playing 6300 bucks, this is your dude. Yeah, <laughs> this is your guy. Um, like You got these other guys that are like getting, like, like I said, T, uh, ZJ, 58th, miscut, 54th, 34th. Okay, cool. He made a cut. Carson Young will give you a top 20, which, like we just said, will get you the big guys and a chance to win. That's yeah. what you're looking for. So I agree. I That's a great call, 63. man. Like, I don't know Assuming where... that it pans out. It's a terrible call if it doesn't pan out. Yeah, and then you can you can at me at BD Intric on that. It's cool. <laughs> but he's been like 6200 bucks in each one of those tournaments, and he's, he's panned out three to four times. I'll take that every time Yeah, uh, at, at that, that pace. So I agree. All right. Let's recap things real quick. 10K and above, not named Scotty Scheffler. Uh, Vic. Yeah, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna agree with you. Yeah, that sucks, but I'm gonna agree with you on that one. Nine uh, K range. I'm gonna say uh, Rose. Well, I thought you were take someone else. I was gonna take Rose. So I'll take Sungjae. I'll take Sungjae on that one. Well, I was gonna say Sungjae, but then I was like, you know, I think Rose has the best form in this group coming in. Yeah, by far. And none of and neither one of us took or even talked about the defending champion. That says a lot. Um, yeah, it's, it's been it's such a weird year for Sam, man. I mean. Yeah. yeah, it's not been great. 8K range. Uh, Cam Davis. I like that call. Uh, for me, I will go with uh, – I'll go KH Lee. Something about this boy on these Texas courses. 
Uh, 75 to 79. Ryan Fox. Sebez. 7K to 74. Uh, Justin Sue. There's a lot to like down here. Um, I'll take my bias or Sam Stevens away from this one and give you a real pick. I will take Bo Hossler, actually. I'm going to take Bo Hossler. I don't know why I'm in love with him this week, so don't play him. Uh, <laughs> 6K range. Um, I'm Carson Young. I was going to say it. Carson Young. Screw you all. <laughs> I'll say Eckroat. Okay. Um, you can play cash this week, but it's also mm-hmm. tricky because it's a, like 120 field. So yeah. if you were starting out cash, where would you go? Yeah, I mean, probably would get like um, Tommy and Rose, which leaves about 7,800. And And then, yeah, that gets a little bit sketched. So let's let's drop Rose, Tommy, and then we'll go with, not great, but um, this is really good uh, podcasting here. Um, Man, I mean, that that middle range, I really don't like very much at all. It's very GPP in the middle. Yeah, I mean, I would say Sue is probably borderline cash, so I'm gonna say 7100 right there. So then we're back up to 85 ish. Ricky Fowler, so Fleetwood, Sue, Ricky Fowler. I, I don't like it. I would not play yeah. cash this week. Do I'll not go, like it. I'll go Rose Henley and Sebez. Uh, That'll be my start. But the other three that go with it kind of feel Jesse's sentiments there. <laughs> um. The GPP, we got tons of options. So, what do you like in here? Yeah, uh, I, I I just want to say Jordan Spieth because I think that the risk is there. I think he will be low owned. Um, you throw in somebody like Ryan Fox, and then you got uh, your boy Sam Stevens. I like it. I'll go Scotty Scheffler, Sung J M, and Carson Young. I like that. You, you can still get some decent. How much does that leave you? I need. I don't know. I'm just going off of this. All right, let's go, Scotty, Scotty, Sungjae, Carson. It's got to be like least low eight, high seven. The damn bottom, Carson Young, seventy five hundred. You can work with that. Yeah, there's some guys yeah. there in that seventy five hundred range. Yep, that's the that's that range. I said you can get weird in a tournament too. So have fun with that. Sure. All right, let's have some more fun. Let's talk about winners. Scotty's four and a half to one in this field. Spieth's twelve to one. People are betting them because it's Texas. Uh, Fina at 14, Vic at 14, Colin 16, Sungjae 18, Homa 22. What are you liking in this field? Yeah, maybe Rose at 30. Um, I mean, it really falls off the map when you get past 30. It's crazy. Exactly. Like Cam Davis at 40 to 1. Do I really think he's going to win the tournament? That's no. the thing. I don't think he's going to win. He should be 60 or 70 to 1 easy. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like these odds. Yeah, neither do I. Like, I'm scrolling down to see if there's a long shot I even like, and I'm like, I can't justify yeah. any of these. Uh, Maybe, you know, Sue at 9,000 or 90 to 1. I mean, he's going to win one day. You know, is it going to be this week? I don't know. But same Stevens at 110. That's that's gutsy. <laughs> I like your style, but I'd rather talk to you. What's yeah, Carson top Young 10, the top to 20? Oh, let me find this out. This I'm in love with Carson Young this week. This is going to end horribly. 20 to 1, the top 10. He's seven and a half to one to top twenty. That's not good enough odds. <laughs> it's not terrible it's though. Not bad. I mean, the top twenty. Uh, it's bad. just the 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 damn like that they've gotten too sharp on us. The yeah, these all, these lines are real good everywhere. Like, <laughs> tough, I mean, tough. Just, wow. Yeah. 
well, we'll see what happens. Should be a fun week in Texas. And then we got another elevated event next week, which will be a lot of fun. Um, and then you got RBCs. You got it's going to be a wild, wild summer in golf. Uh, any final thoughts for the Colonials, what I'm going to call it? I don't. Good luck. Yep. I hope you guys have a good one. If you have any questions, we're on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods for Jesse. I'm on Twitter at BDNTrick, the podcast at Always Press DFS. We'll be back with you guys next week. But for now, this is your 2023 Charles Schwab Challenge at the Colonial Country Club preview. Catch you all next time.